Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine. Episode nine. I said episode nine of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Once again, we're high atop Ty Rivera Studios, a.k.a. Casa de Bijou. We've got a guest today. We're going to talk to our guest. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I call the farmer effect. We're going to see where it goes. But first off, I want to introduce our guest. Our guest I posted a picture of a couple nights ago on Facebook and called him my comedy little brother. That is the way I feel about Mr. Kenny Lyon. I don't remember the first time I met you, Kenny. I think, well, I know the first time I introduced myself to you was at the Lexington, right? That was, uh, you were there for Tim Marr's show. I was there getting drunk after, <laughs> after some kind of meeting. Like, uh, uh, my friend wanted to promote a night. Uh, my friend Tyler was promoting a night there. And they did it for a couple, it, like two weeks. It was called Cake. But like that's when they were having the initial meeting for that. And so I introduced them. And then I stuck around for the show. And I think the show was called The B-Sides. Is that, was that what it was? Yes, sir. And that's who? Mark Alexander? Is that who that was? Or who was B-Sides? And Jordan Lear. Okay. Yeah, then I'm remembering right. And uh, yeah, I remember just being impressed by your energy. Uh, like I don't like you did the ruthless joke, and I remember laughing at that, and I remember like laughing at your stuff, but just your energy. You did that little song you do about the uh, the tacos or like uh, the the meat, like you know what I'm talking about. I don't even remember. Okay, yeah. Well, you, I've I've heard you do it at least twice, so it's somewhere in your head, even if you don't remember it, you know. But like it's somewhere in there. You'll end up doing it again, and I'll be like, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, and, and, and then, uh, we became friends, and I don't remember exactly how we became friends, like, you know, actual, because now we're actual friends. I've always respected you, because, like, Jamar would share some of your Facebook posts. Jamar Na Malachi Neighbors, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, he's part of the all-Negro wave in, uh... Rose Battle. Rose Battle. He's one of my favorite people in the world. I've known him since he first started doing stand-up. I was telling Kenny earlier, we used to do a place called the Bliss Cafe. And uh, that's where a lot of us bonded back then. I don't know what the spot would be like now. Or what, what, what would be your guys' version of the Bliss? Um, I would say there is a spot. You know, Marty's, he, he, there are a lot of people there. And the Lexington is starting to become its own scene, really. There's people starting to produce nights, and uh, they're getting the learning the ropes. Yeah, no, I was there Sunday for that that thing you told me about. What was it called? Trap Sundays, or is mm -hmm. it is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a fun. Like you know, I had to open the show, which was a last minute thing. I lucked out because Ashley said that none of the book spots had made it there yet, and so he was like, you know, I usually like to open it with the book spot so you know since they didn't show up do you want to open the show and I love going up first if I get a chance you know I get it out of the way I can relax and so I went up and it was way more fun than I was expecting and it's good I was telling them because they were looking for some um, 
the women as well, and I was telling them Jessica Michelle Singleton and Esther Steinberg would be my two choices as far as, like, you know, I know those girls will go anywhere. They're, like, to me, kind of beast mode in that way, you know? Like I, I trust your, your, your judgment. Yeah, you know? I like when people are, are fucking animals and will go anywhere, you know? Like, they're not like, oh, I don't like doing that kind of room, or it was kind of boring, or it's like, no, I need you to, like, just... You know, I can recommend you for something. You'll show up, dazzle them. Hopefully that leads to more stuff for you if that's locally. Or, you know, sometimes you can find work where you'll actually get to be on the road. But a lot of people don't get that. Like, that's where it happens, in the spots, you know, in the actual mics and stuff like that. I get way more stuff done when I'm doing mics than I do if I'm doing a bunch of, like, Laugh Factory improv, that kind of stuff. I don't know why. I mean, like comedy store just hanging out there will get you booked someplace you know what i mean because so many people go through it so it's always good at the comedy store but as far as like the other clubs mics are better than them to me but i guess maybe this is a good a good segue for us to uh here's the thing guys i know some people probably think i'm crazy right now because i've really gone after the farmer effect and I say the farmer effect and not a particular name because really to me it's not about a name. It's not about a person. It's not personal like it's that. It's a mental illness. And it's just that that pers the, the, the person that it's named after, the farmer effect, is just the perfect example of a person doing that. You know, because I notice this happening a lot, and it's kind of ruining the comedy scene. And they don't realize they're doing it even. I'm sure they think they're just being fun or popular or making friends. But really, they're getting in the way of stand-up. Like, we've got a lot of people that are basically hobbyists, don't take it seriously on any level. They're always in f on Facebook in arguments with people. They're always giving their ideas on what the, th the scene should be, the things that we should be able to allow be allowed to say, you know, just they're, they're in every part of stand-up, like trying to shape it. And it's like you don't even really do stand-up. And I don't hold any of their factors against them. Like, you know, you take the person that it's named after specifically. Some people are like, you know, well, she's got a husband and she appears to have money and she's got a kid. I don't judge people for any of that stuff. All that's great. If you're, you have all those factors and you want to be a comic and that's working out for you, that's great. If it's not working out for you but comedy is just where it's at, that's great too. You know what I mean? I can understand following your passion and being like, this is what I am and I've got these other factors I've got to work around. But at the same time, I have this dream and I have to make this happen. Like, I can understand that mentality. I can respect that mentality. And I don't hold anything against anybody as far as, like, you know, the way they were raised. Some people have money. Some people don't. You know, some, like, as far as all that goes, we're all kind of the same and that we're chasing after the same thing. And there's, you know, we can all get it. <laughs> you just got to be serious about what you're doing, especially if I'm going to see you all the time or hear your opinions or know that you're basically being a fraud online, posing as a comic. You know, I have a friend that was in New York the other day talking about this person, like, you know, they're a real comic. And that's what got on my nerves, because I was just like, oh, this person really has the world believing that they're a comic when they're not a comic. And not only are they not a comic, see, because, like, people act like I'm being snotty about it. And really, it's not what people are thinking. It's not like me with ego. It's a thing of... 
there is a certain, I guess you could say a, a comic soul. <laughs> you know, like there is like, you know, where, where yeah, you may not be able to do, as, do it as much as you'd like to because you do have to work and you do have a kid. I know plenty of comics like that that can't, and I guess if you were to like just go by rooms that they're able to do then you could say that they're a hobbyist, you know, because that's the number of room. But it's not about that. It's about every time you see them, they're seriously working. So they are a comic, even though they're not able, literally not able to go up as much as they'd like to because of things like that, because they have kids, because they have bills to pay. And so, and those people in a lot of cases, because of the true hobbyists, the ones that do get on my nerves, you know, like the, the ones that are just in the way, clogging up the open mics, clogging up the system, the good guy, that really does legitimately have stuff to take care of, but really, really is working on his stand-up and always changing his stuff and funny and, like, is, is not getting a spot because this person is in the way. Because this person likes to hug everybody and act like, you know, oh, I'm part of the scene. I'm No, you're not. You're really, I mean, you're part of the scene, yeah. So be part of the scene. Don't mix it up and act like you're a comic. You know, and like I said, it, it does go beyond just the, like, doing spots, you know? It's not about just a spot on the list. It's like I said, you're online trying to penetrate people's thoughts, you know, trying to shape, you shouldn't say this, you shouldn't do that. As a comic, I would say this. No, you're not a comic. I'm sorry, you're just not. You know, you haven't earned that. I've seen you eat it everywhere I've seen you. And that's just what it is. I mean, like... Every time I've seen a lot of these people, again, not personal, just this one, you know, I'm talking to all of them right now. It's like I see them eat it everywhere. They never do well. They don't really change up their stuff. What they want to do is hang out, be part of the scene, afterwards be able to have drinks with comics. I'm going to have some drinks because I'm a comic. I hang out with comics. No, you're not a comic. Sorry, you're just not. There's fucking grinders out there. You're right. <laughs> and and not to mention that it co also comes in different levels. Like, there's the farmer effect at different levels. Like, there's the ones that barely even touch the, the crust, right? Mm -hmm. They're, it's like a mic a month. Yeah. Then there's the ones that do three or four a month uh -huh. and talk shit but only go to the same mic or to, you know, only the same rooms. Yeah, they even, got their path. Even if you book them for, like, a come do this spot, they're like, no. Then there's, like, the farmers that really, really, really be talking shit after just doing, like, some really shitty fucking rooms that they said that they got booked on or some dude made a fucking flyer on their phone or some shit like that, you know? I, and and then there's fucking farmers that take up spots at like really good spots like at the store or the improv. Well, there's some that do it six nights a week, you know, but they're not there to really work on stand up. They're there as a social outlet. And that's what people don't get, you know, that. A lot of us, it's not like just me. If it was just me, I think people, more comics, because I'm always out when I'm around, you know, and you've seen how much I've been out just in the last couple of days, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm everywhere. And the thing is, like I talk to so many people and so many people have noticed this and are, are tired of it. That's kind of why I called it out, you know, it's just because so many people are just like, what's going on? Like I've even talked to different club staff people at the different clubs and they've said the same thing. They're like, why are these people always in the way? 
And even the staff knows they're like, they don't get up. It's not, you know, but they're here every week in the way, making it so we can't get through the way we need to because, you know, they're clogging up the doorway even. And that's literally what happens sometimes. They're just clogging up the doorway. And it's like, why are you, why aren't you at a true open mic? doing you know what you need to be doing putting in the work you don't need to be part of the scene yet you know you're it's real it's real because we're we're starting to fucking realize that people can get breaks if the fucking people get out the way yeah and that's exactly what could happen if some of these people because there's a million people doing comedy right now and there doesn't need to be a million people doing comedy not because of competition reasons because i really do feel all of the talented people there's room for all of us i don't feel like we have to fight over spots i don't feel like we have to be backstabby over spots i don't feel like we have to do any of that stuff we just need the people that aren't serious about it the people that really aren't trying to go somewhere to get out of the way so that we can do what we can what we have to do i mean like so that we can do as many spots in a night as possible like and like people have to know that you know what i mean like i don't feel like an asshole saying this because people do have to know in their head they know they're not serious you know what it's like when you really love this and you know you know what just came into my mind right now that some of these farmers save up money and take comedy classes or improv classes and then they take like this g generic formula instead of actually building a formula from them, like from their heart or from their, um, you know. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Not only do they do that, they also, in a lot of cases, end up buying their way onto stages through bringers. Yeah. You know, which I understand if you just started in comedy and you did a couple of bringers and you didn't know any better or whatever. I don't judge you. And what like every once in a while, I guess maybe some people seem to need that kind of com or um, confidence boost and like I know some people do bringers and so I'm not trying to down the bringer people like I have friends that run bringers and stuff like if that's your route that's your route but at the same time you have to accept like if you're going to do the bringers you have to do the open mics too because you are literally buying your way onto stages that you don't belong on you know like the the main room is a stage you earn in the comedy store the you know even the or is a room you they earn. wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to survive with real you're just setting yourself up for failure in the end because there, there's no way they would survive in a real lineup no way. Well, you see what happens when they come to the open mics, you know, with their yeah. with the comedy class set. And again, I'm trying not to down these people, but at the same time, I like they're th coming. They're coming with attitude too. Yeah, and the the comedy like the comedy class people like th there's one that got on, gets on my nerves, and it's ironic because we used to be friends, and I still to a degree consider her a friend. But Bobby Oliver, I just don't understand when she went from being a cool lady to being offended by everything. <laughs> and, you know, like, women need a special, like, uh, safe space and whatever she's talking about. Like, I used to like Bobby Oliver. I was down. We were friends. But you made a, a very, very solid point. Some of these girls are fucking bullies. They will get in these dudes' faces and expect the dude not to punch them or not to push them off or don't get in my... Or they would say some, like, fucking degrading ass shit. Just as... You know, living in in this in this day and age, you know how it is, Ty. You know, it, 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 one must be unbothered, really. Yeah, but you're right about what you're saying. Like, cause I have noticed a lot of like 
bully tactics lately from some of the girls. And it is like, you know, yeah, we're, we're men, so, you know, we can't physically retaliate. But that doesn't mean that you just, like, bully us. Or it's just like you got to be cool at the same time. And, like, you know, I mentioned Bobby Oliver and her stuff. Her stuff is never like that. Like, she's not a, a bully in the, it, like, here's the thing that happened. Bobby Oliver, way back when I posted that um, knife dick pic that made a whole, like, you know, controversy. Did you ever see that? Were you familiar Some with that? Some alt scene shit, huh? Well, it wasn't alt scene shit. That's my friend uh, Steve Hernandez. And, uh, yeah, I guess he is alt. But, like, the thing is, Steve Hernandez, it was actually this, um, an artist named Ed. Ed Brescia, I think is the way it's pronounced, but I could be wrong on that. Anyway, he's my Facebook friend, friend in real life. When I see him, I like him. And, and he's, uh, you know, Steve Hernandez's friend. And he did this drawing that was basically a dick knife. Like, that's the way you can describe it. And, like, I saw the stuff people were posting on it, and I shared it, not realizing anybody was going to pay attention to me posting it in particular. Like, that's before people were really... I would say paying attention to my Facebook like they are now, you know, like that was before that. That was like a what the fuck moment because like I woke up to all these comments, you know, and I was like, what, what the fuck? I thought I was just sharing that. Like, because I saw some people making a deal about it. It was basically a drawing of a, a dick knife, like I said, and like um, then it had the words in the background to... Um, I don't fuck with you, <laughs> which like it was like stupid little bitch, whatever, you know. And so some people saw that as like, uh, you know, like a rape type thing. But like I knew it wasn't meant that way. And the artist had already explained it, you know, what his thinking was on it and stuff like that. And that was the lyrics to that song. And uh, I was like, you know, reposted it because it was like, here's these people that don't know them saying that it's like, basically like a I don't know if they were saying a call for rape or what what their thinking was you know what I mean but it was like pro-rape art or that anyway rape art I think is what like the, uh, we ended up like joking about on Facebook but I shared it um like just to show my support for those guys because here's the deal you are right like I guess all shit in a way because like that's it's Steve Scott Lures Steve Hernandez Scott Lures and uh those two are the ones that like co-produced the show at the time at the Chatterbox, which was the flyer that that show was for, and Ed was their friend, and I already knew all three of them at the time, and I'd been friends with um, Steve and uh, Ed for or um, Scott for a while, you know, and so like I know what they're like, and I know how you know cool they are with women, and that they're not at all what people were saying on that thread or whatever. So I share it like thinking that I'm doing that kind of thing. And then Bobby Oliver goes crazy and starts arguing with the artist at some point. And I had gone to sleep, so I didn't know all this was <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? And then a bunch of people jumped in. And then it turned into this weird thing. And then Bobby Oliver was mad because she was like, you guys need to think about like rape victims when you post this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, we're not all going to think about rape victims all the time. And it's like, you know, if they already explained that it wasn't supposed to be that, you know, then why are you still making it a rape thing? Like, why is this still a thing for you right now? And then after that, I noticed, like, a shift in Bobby Oliver. And like I said, we had been friends. We had gone to Vegas together for, like, you know, a comedy contest. And, like, I really did like her. I still do like her. I just don't like this, like, victim-y version of her. And, like, you know, women and 
women need to be in the scene. If they're really going to do stand-up, they need to be in the scene with the rest of us. They don't need a safe space. Like, when you go out on the road, there, there's not a safe space there. Nope. You got to really go for it, they, man or They woman. want you to go for it. Yeah. So, you know, the fact, and then that goes back to my point with, like, you know, kind of Bobby Oliver is kind of a farmer effector <laughs> or a, a farmer effect it's, person. It's, it's this mental illness. It's just like... You know, not only do they degrade men, I mean, you know, some, it's just like, they're like, men, men just, all they think about is sex, or men, all they think about is just like boobs and tits and pussy. No, not all men, you know, Ty Rivera does not think about any of that stuff, and he's a man, you know, he's you know, these yeah, women. definitely not thinking right? about Right, we, we need to start like, you know, really be honest with each other. It's like, hey, you know, because what they're doing is they're they're sugarcoating their bullshit that they fucking went through in therapy. And instead of like actually being open and showing, you know, people, hey, you know, we could relate on this level, you know, but they don't. And, and I think it's because they think that they're better because that's what it ultimately comes down to it. Even when, like, I go up to them and then I I try to talk to them, it's always, like, this 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 attitude of, like, yeah, but I know better. Or, like, yeah, you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be getting banned or you shouldn't, it's, like, you don't get it, you know. Yeah, well, that part I know kind of what you're talking about because sometimes, like, some of the women will try to kind of mother you on the scene, and it's like, that's not what I need you for. Or they'll tell you what's appropriate and not appropriate. You know what I mean? Oh, that seems inappropriate. And it's like, just be one of the comics. Don't be a, a mom right now or a girl or whatever you're doing right now. Just be one of the comics. We're all stupid. We all say inappropriate shit all the time. And as long as nobody's being seriously creepy about it, then it's just fucking words. You know, mm -hmm. like, I hear a million fag jokes in a night or, you know, like silly friends being stupid, you know, and it, it gets less and less as, you know, people get more and more used to gay, but I still hear enough of them that like, if I wanted to be like, you know, this person was so offensive to I could regularly do that. I could do that nightly. I could have a blog to write about, but I know that it's comics and we're being stupid and it's fun. That's all it is, you know, like I told a guy point blank I wouldn't fuck him tonight and I was joking, you know, but all the comics lost it and whatever else. And it's just it's inappropriate, but it's yeah. fun, you yeah. know, like that's what comics are supposed to be. We're supposed to be having a good time. And I get it if people have their different issues that they have to work through and stuff like that. But do that in therapy. Do it at home. Whatever, whatever you do, do it there. And if you like, you know, find a way to polish it up and make it into a joke and something great we can all laugh at and love as an audience, I'm 100% down for that too. I don't care what your comedy is about. I don't care if you take a feminist perspective. I don't care if you're, you know, super, super gay. I don't care if you're, you know, really bro-y, straight guy type of vibe. I don't give a fuck what you are. Just be funny. Just turn it into jokes. That's all you have to do. And, like, even the be funny part. Like, people act like I'm being an asshole about that. I get it that not everybody is funny right out the gate. And a lot of people have had to develop. And I've seen people develop from not funny to funny to truly funny. You know, so I've seen that happen, too. So I don't even judge people on that. It's not like I'm saying if you suck, you shouldn't be around. No, you should be able to work out your shit, too. 
But just as long as you're working it out, not the same thing over and over where we all, because we all know those people that never get better and they also don't change their act and we all just put our head in our hands when they're on stage and we're like, okay, let's get through this act again. Yeah, we have to show support. Yeah, but they haven't changed it. They haven't, you know what I mean? But you're trying your best, but in our heads, we're all like, why doesn't this person quit or if you're not going to quit, at least change your material. That person also comes in different levels as well. Like the motherfuckers that I'm just going to flat, like the alt scene, like they got, they got people that just made some bullshit ass shows that really count, but they shouldn't count whatsoever because the comedy was horrible. The comedy <laughs> stays horrible. You know, it's like, it, it, there's no way you could like, r- rejuvenate garbage like that whatsoever see but i laugh because i get what you're saying but at the same time there is like the good side of the alt scene too like to me i think all of that shit needs to dissolve like between alt and like i guess mainstream would be you know the other side of that i think it just needs to be funny people now and i know plenty of good good alt comics that are the same way. They just happen to fall into the alt category, so of course that's where they've been hanging out or what. But they're true comics, and they're it's. I don't think that needs to be there. I think even they've noticed. They probably notice more than anybody else because they're on that scene watching these people suck. They wear that badge proudly, you know. They wear the badge proudly. I I don't appreciate the whole thing where. It is exclusive. It's not. Ex- it shouldn't even feel exclusive. It's just a fucking group of fucking whatever. However they relate, and some people suck ass. They go there and they suck ass to that group. They're like, oh hey, what's going on? They they want to because they want to suck that ass, and it's like, I don't get it, dude. You're missing out on some really fucking good fucking other shit than this shit right here, where it's. It's just fucking. They're all they're all clinging on to these fucking rich white kids that go to what improv groundlings or whatever. And sure, you know, you learn what you learn there, but that doesn't replace like just the phenomenon of actually going with your intuition without having any instructions, like you following your instructions and then learning from each and every single night from the failures to the wins to the like discoveries and then putting it together. Yeah, I get that. Cause I um, told you that when I first started doing comedy, uh, Paula Bell was the first headliner that like I worked indirectly with. She didn't hire me, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, yeah, she's really strong comic Richard Pryor. She um, loved her. And uh, so did Red Fox, and she's really strong. You know, uh, Paula Bell had told me about a book called Comedy Writing Secrets. And I uh, read, like, bought the book and read the first couple chapters. And then I was like, this is all the stuff that I'm learning naturally anyway. Like, I've, and so I didn't want to keep reading it because I did want to learn it just on my own since I you know, felt like I was learning everything they were talking about already. I was like, yeah, I'm already getting this. So, yeah, I didn't um, I didn't end up 
But for the people at home, if you're having a little trouble with your writing, maybe try Comedy Writing Secrets. Like I read, like I said, I read the first couple chapters and it was like, you know, it seemed to be pretty on point, but I just didn't want to ruin it. You know, I was like, I'll learn this on my actual journey and it probably won't, you know, take that long or whatever. But and, and when I watch your comedy and then I have my favorite jokes, I have the one where you talk about uh, the death the death toll of certain groups of people and you i i know i already know when you start the setup and then oh yeah the 23 uh trans people that joke yes yeah yeah okay and so when you get to the punchline which is like this emote you deliver it with emotion and this face <laughs> and this you're you're sure of what you're saying and you time it right. Like, you don't leave them hanging too long. You're just like, and then you deliver it. You know, it's like, bam, here comes the next words. I see the the, the reaction of, like, people actually getting stunned. And then, like, whoa, this was, like, funny. Yeah, they reason. just go with the laugh, huh? You know, <laughs> and it's like, it, and, and laugh, laughter is contagious. So if you get one group, the next group will be like, that's funny. And then the next, and then the next, and then the next. And so, to me, I've always been in awe of your talent, you know. I can't fucking stand these, like, fucking, just like, oh, my God. It's so, sometimes it's unfair, you know, because the numbers are stacked against me, you know. That's yeah. why, you know, I'm not verified on twitter or i'm not like fucking putting out comedy albums or i'm not and that's all my fault that's my responsibility as as a as a, a human being if i want it i should go get it and create it and produce it but i just feel like it's not fair you know you know kenny i'd be honest uh i i know the frustration a lot of you guys are going through and like i could be the same way like a lot of times people will ask me you know what i mean like especially when they're trying to be snotty on facebook and stuff they'll be like how are you 13 in you're 13 years in and you haven't done blah 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 and it's just sort of like it's, it, it kind of has been stacked against you if you're not like here's the thing people talk about discrimination all the time like that's something people always talk about but they don't like, pay attention to certain sides of it. Like, me, I'm Mexican, but I don't look Mexican enough. So they don't want me to be Mexican. And I'm Asian, like, I look Asian to some people, but if you put me on an Asian show, I'm not going to talk about being Asian because I'm not Asian. You know what I mean? So I'm not Asian. And so, like, like, the way that people look at you, it's like if you're ethnic, you do have to fit in a certain box. And I think that very soon people are going to start getting that you don't have to fit in a certain box to be something. Like, we all know people of different ethnicities that happen to have personalities that are outside of what a stereotype is, which is basically what they ask us to play to. They ask us to play to a stereotype. And the stereotype that I get asked to play to the most is the gay stereotype. I'm not gay enough. What do you mean I'm not gay enough? Trust me, I'm gay enough. I know what I do. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, like, but... 
to to the industry, I'm not gay enough because I don't redecorate houses or I'm not going to, you know, be like singing show tunes or and and that's been a lot of us, but I think that's really going to change because there's so much talent out there that like looks like one thing but actually is another. Like Jamar, like Damar, like a lot of the people that we see um, you know, Dicey. Uh you could name a few, I'm sure. Man, I I uh, would have to name like who do you Jared like? Levin. Jared? I I I love Jared Levin. I I think it's unfair how Jared Levin used to work at the comedy store, you know, and then he got then they like kicked him out, and if they would have let him develop there, he could have been that that kid from The Revenant. But what did he do to get? Um, or can you say if you can't say I don't want you I don't know but, the, yeah, but yeah. the thing is it's like he but here's the thing I'm going to tell you Kenny because a lot of you young people are doing it and I'm not you know I love you you know you're my friend but like a lot of you young people are kind of like kind of not not really respecting certain situations and then like you get kicked out and you're like oh that's not fair and it's like you also have to take some responsibility for that so that you not only grow as a person, but so that it, so that you get back into that spot and so that you can, like, you know, continue with your path. And, like, you don't have to be hard on yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up over that kind of stuff. And I don't know what Jared did, you know. Like, one day I'm sure I'll have him on the podcast and we can talk about it. But, um, like, you know, I know sometimes that stuff happens like that and it feels like it's not fair, but really it is kind of fair because, like, you need to learn a lesson. And just because you're talented doesn't mean that that's the stage you should be on right then, you know? But he's he's a gift. He was gifted. I think um, for some reason it's just funny. When he was working at the store, mm -hmm. he hooked up with this chick that, w that was at the, at the comedy store. She ended up, like, passing out or crashing out at his, his his pad he was like hooking up with her she ended up like taking his car and they both went on a fucking road trip to wherever the fuck she's from and uh he got stranded there like he lost his car uh -huh. <laughs> and then like he like had a hitchhike his way back <laughs> And it was just the most hilarious thing. Everybody at See, the comedy store. Nothing about this sounds hilarious. Go ahead. <laughs> but, the, but everybody at the comedy store was like, man, that's some epic shit. Because throughout this whole time he was stranded, everybody on Facebook was like, where's Jared Levin? Where's Jared Levin? Where's Jared? Doug Reed was just going on like, yo, has anyone seen Jared Levin? I've been calling him. He doesn't answer. And it was just the most... Everybody was worried. Everybody was just like, where is Jared? Where is Jared? And then Jared pops up, and he's like, yeah, dude, I got stranded. <laughs> he's like, I'm just saying, like, I know it sounds like it's self-sabotaging or something like that, but I'm sure, I don't know, you know. Um, I don't know, but I'm glad that Jared survived. Everybody was very worried. Yeah, well, Jared's great, but, like, you know, I I like Jared, but, and I think he's very talented, but, you know, like, who, like who would you say is kind of out there, like, different people that you think are, are good that aren't getting enough attention right now? Like on the mics, I'm not talking about like, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm not just saying who's your favorite comic or who's famous or anything like that, but who do you 
think on the open mic scene that people should see? Do you have any? Uh, I got my buddies, you know, but um, I'm sure, you know, my buddies would consist of Jim, you know, some some names people wouldn't. Uh, here, I'll I'll name my buddies, but I'm not going to say, hey, these guys are like. No, but that's what I'm asking yeah. is who's funny, who's good, not who your buddies. I get you have buddies, but like who's good? Like who do you think are good comics? You're out on the scene enough. Like who do you like their shit? And what the fuck is with you and Pat Reagan anyway? Oh, I, I can't. Do you have a short version for that story or is well, it the thing just is, a long Okay, thing? so the thing is like if you look up the whole uh, thing, uh, Josh, you know, I just, I just want – I wanted to get a spot, right? I was like asking um, Brian Moses, "Hey, dude, can I please do a spot like before the battles?" And he was like, "Go ask Jay Manium." And then I asked Jay Manium, and he kind of like brushed me off. And so I I went back to Brian Moses, and then they they don't remember because I'm sure they were like too busy already with. I'm sure my like. My, my, you know, my problem wasn't, and it wasn't a big deal, right? So I started to notice that they were letting that that dude, um, Pat Reagan, yeah, the, uh, play his guitar before the before the battles, and I was like, man, this is unfair. Like, like most of this, most of the songs consist of lies, where it's like just this, like this this facade of playing like this whole weird they all want to be like Zach Galifianakis but, or they all want to be but you know I um I I guess I can kind of see what you're saying in some cases like that does happen but um and Pat definitely did grow on me like it's not like I the first couple of times I saw him I was like what the fuck but I really like uh, um uh, one night he did this song at Rose Battle and it was a really nice song. And then the following week at Rose Battle, I saw him. And then I was like, I, I really like that song you did last week. And then he thought about it for a second. And he was like, oh. And then he was like, do you want one of my CDs? And uh, I, of course, did. you know. Cause, and so I got a CD. And like, he's really talented and great. And you're really talented and great. And I wish um, I could have... I would learn a fucking. I want to learn how to play the piano. Yeah. I really love, uh, you know, certain when Avery plays a piano at the improv uh -huh. and they're playing the piano, and then I would love one day just to like play the piano and do jokes like at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm telling you. Like, you're you're a talented person, and some of the stuff that you're holding on to, and I'm just telling you as your friend, like some of the stuff you're holding on to. You don't need to, and, like, it can dissolve, and you can just be friendly with people. Like, because here's the thing. I know every once in a while I look like I'm just fucking burning bridges and stuff like that. I'm, I'm really not. It's like I definitely do have a plan and a way that I work. Uh, but, like, the thing I notice with you sometimes is you get, like, a little bit mad about stuff or a lot of bit mad about stuff that you just should be a little bit mad about. It's like, you know, it doesn't have to be forever. And the more talented people you're connected with, the better better off you'll be, you know, because you can put each other on and also work on each other's projects and teach each other stuff. And I've tried. The only people that have really uh, 
taking me in, I would say is you, definitely Don Barris, even mm-hmm. though yeah, he's Don's one, great. I mean, he's the one who would let me go up there late at night, like just you know, he said, watch and learn from me. And after like listening podcasts of him like being there, opening up for Andrew Dice Clay and all this stuff, it's it, all the all the deep stuff that he said to me. It it just comes back to me it's like flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like I said I've tried to reach out to people like I've really tried to reach out and everybody's just sort of just like um, brush me off like and and to be honest I'm like. I've noticed that, you know what, like, there's so many stages and so much audiences out here in L.A. that it's just like, I just got to go out and figure it out. And through that, I've I've run into you, really, because I've just, like, noticed that you're very fearless. Like, you're very fearless and you're you're honest and you're very experienced. Because I I see it, you know. I'm not kidding around. Like I know that the joke that you're about to tell is gonna make people laugh. I know for sure. I'll I'll bet. Like if I'm sitting to uh, next to like a billionaire, I'll be like, yo, I'll I'll bet you your whole fortune that this dude's joke right now is about to fucking make everyone laugh right now. And like I would bet it, you know. I would do it. Thank you, Kenny. Yeah, no, I definitely do appreciate that, you know, and I I like what I like what you do a lot, obviously, because I'm I don't spend time being friends with people that I don't think are funny or talented. There's just you know like uh, I really, I just want to fix a couple relationships for you, you know, like there's a few people where I think I'll, like I'll you be got honest off to with the wrong you. start, I'll and be you have to remember. Let me finish this really quick, mm-hmm. and then I'll hear what you're saying. You have to remember that, like, you know, getting brushed off isn't, like, a, a big thing here in L.A., even on different levels. Like, you know, you're saying di- you notice the different levels to everything. Like, even when it comes to that, you know, like, every week um, for the last three weeks or whatever, I've asked different people to do the podcast, and then they weren't able to for some reason, in some cases last minute and stuff like that. And that could be looked at as, like, a brush off. But, you know, in the end, if you're going to continue to do your shit like you have been doing, like I have been doing then it's not really going to matter in the end and those people can come back on later or whatever, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a, a big thing. Like, you know, it's... Uh, I, I only tell you this because I know that sometimes, like I said, people look at what I do and they feel like, you know, they're burnt, like I'm just burning shit down left and right. But And then they kind of do something similar and sometimes I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know both sides of this equation. Like, I know you and Bruce Jingles had a thing on Facebook the other day and, uh, you know... Like, Bruce Jingles is the person that, like, started me off on the road in a lot of ways, and he's responsible for even some of the gigs I get now just because from back then, the relationships I made, you know, and I I think you and Bruce Jingles could actually be good friends because I know both of you and you're both cool. And, like, sometimes it's important to remember that, especially you being, like, you know, younger and stuff like that, like, be a little bit patient sometimes, you know? You don't got to burn the bridge right away or, it's like, just, go right to the matches. It's <laughs> just, like, you know, the whole thing with with, with um, that guitar nerd fucking hack shit is that he sings songs about lies. There's this one song about him saying that there's someone pulling a gun on him. I, for one, am sick and tired of people just, like, throwing all the poor people under the fucking bus, 
Like, I'm sick and tired of it because there's, like, kids growing up in South Central that have to grow up to that shit. And he's, like, mocking this whole, this whole like, violence, like, being like, oh, I'm going to mock it. I'm going to mock the whole violence in the world. And but like, he also has a song about wanting to date his mom. It's like, so it's not like that, Kenny. I mean, like different people explore different ways. Like you know, it's I've gotten in his face and I've been like, but I've, why? I've, 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 I've said, hey, let's get down. Fuck it, let's go. But let's why? throw punches. Why? Like, why that? Be, it's because it's like, wh why? Why am I gonna just stand by and not be a fucking real dude and and just like stand even if you stand up? But even if you don't like something, then you just don't like it. But it doesn't have to be like you know when people call me all that. Like you know, this is you got to remember that too, Kenny. This is a business. You know, you can't be like that's you know. Like that, it's like that's not even a good reason. Like just because a person does a different style or something than you do, like that's not you know. Like it's you know, people are creative in different ways. Like like that, it just doesn't have to be that. And I'm telling you, you know, he's a good guy. He's a talented guy. And I think you're just like in some cases misjudging some of these. And I'm your friend. I wouldn't try to steer you wrong. I want the best for you. I want you to get ahead. You know, I really do want to want you to get ahead. I want a lot of people to get ahead. That's why I do get mad like I do about some of this stuff because there's a lot of people that I think of, like I think I mentioned their names enough even by accident on here that people know that, you know, like there are people that I really want to see get ahead. And you're one of them. And But some of you guys, I, I look and I'm kind of like, you know, well, you could be a little more chill right there. And people might look at me and say the same thing, but they shouldn't because I know. <laughs> I know certain people just got to get cut from my life at certain points. But yeah, I and I get that for you, too. But is that like my thing is over like, you know, something as a, as small as like a person's art, you know, I mean, because he is really working his shit and he does go because everywhere. he has money. It's so a, it's what? a rich kid. So what? It's you a fucking you rich can't kid. Care about that, Kenny. I know Different I shouldn't, but I, but that's the fact. Some people say that you're an asshole because you just naturally have a lot of talent. Like it's true. You're you're entertaining. The other night we were at fucking that trap room, and you fucking did. Uh, it went into be my lover. <laughs> be my love you fucking asshole and it was hilarious and we all fucking lost it and it was out of nowhere and it really makes no sense in the regular world and anybody could look at him and be like he's doing fucking karaoke right now yeah. i want to fucking kick his ass that's not cool to, for them to want to kick your ass just like it's not cool for you to want to be like mad at pat reagan i'm telling you he's a good guy you're gonna like him i just ask that you not say anything else bad about him right now because i will end up you guys will end up being friendly with each other at some point you might even work on something you're both talented people. I hope Pat's open to it. Like I said, Pat grew on me, but like now I full on, uh, full on, on the Pat train. Like you know, I number three. I, I don't know what it's called. It will, I'll ask him because I don't want to say the name. And then he's like, "Huh? It's not that you stupid asshole. That's just one of the lyrics." And then it turns out to be a whole different name because I don't know how these people do. But trust me, one day and Bruce Jingles. We, we got to fix that because Bruce Jingles, I love Bruce Jingles. You guys got to fix that. I mean, you got to fix that because. I mean, I, I, it's just I, I, I spoke out and I know that it wasn't even my, I had no right to, to say anything. But then there again came that, that, that beat in my heart where it was like, dude, if you don't say anything, <laughs> you're just like, 
<laughs> You're not Kenny Lyon. I know. What, is yeah, what that heartbeat yeah, was like telling me. If I don't say something, I'm not who I think I am. Where it's like, dude. I am a dude who's not scared of getting naked at these fucking alt room open mics. Everybody knows that. You're not afraid to get naked anywhere. And it's like, dude, I'll do it, you know, and I'll do my set while I'll do it. And and people are like, whoa, that's mental illness or whatever. But if Pat Regan does it, it's art. You feel me? That's what I don't like is the discrimination that they're giving me. Oh, well, I can get that. Yeah, I can get that. Well, I mean, you know, I've been in situations. I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been in situations when a white person drinks and they're being crazy. They're crazy. They're fun. They're whatever. When you're a brown person and you get drunk the same exact way. (laughs) But I shouldn't be talking about my drinking days, but people know. And you get drunk the same exact way. They act like you are out of control. And it's just because you're brown. You're not doing anything worse than this other fucking asshole does. It blows over. I mean, look at the whole UCB rapist thing. Now everybody's on a whole nother thing. Or people don't even expose them or anything. It's just they're protecting them. And then they want they they want attention whether it's good or bad you know and it's like fuck that because why are you putting people in danger we're not putting people in danger you know you and I are not putting people in danger we're just speaking out we're being we're we're being who we are you know and and we're not hurting anyone we're just saying what we what we're saying and and so then why is it that that we get banished or like people are like no 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 but they're they're fully aware of the there's other people in the scene that are causing physical damage, physical harm, and they're still welcomed, you know, with open arms. So it's it's fucked, you know. You know what, Kenny? Life is very unfair in a lot of ways, and honestly, as brown people, we just have to work harder. And the sooner you accept that, the better off we are. Like I don't really look for fair. I try to be better. Because I can't make the world fair. I can make myself better. I can keep working. I can keep, no matter how tiring it gets, no matter how mad I get. And I've had every frustration that you've had times a million. You know, I really have. I've been doing this for 13 years. But trust me, like, you know, if you have talent, you have faith, you're willing to put in the work, I truly believe it'll happen. It may not happen right away, but I truly believe it will happen. So there's no reason to be so bitter when you're a talented person. If you're not talented, then be as mad as you want to be because it probably won't ever happen. But for talented people, I really do feel that way. So I know you have your feelings, and I wouldn't tell you to express yourself any other way than the way you express yourself. You You know, if you're telling me, hey, go make amends, I will. You know, I'll do it because I'm not a violent guy. Mm-hmm. I'm in no way. I'm not I know a violent that about guy, you. you know? I know like, that about you. That's the thing. Like, I won't listen to anybody talk any crazy shit about you um, because I know you. I know exactly what you are. You know, you're a great guy and you're not like, you know, you're just passionate. Like, I'm the same way. I'm just older. You know what I mean? If I was doing this like at your age right now, like I didn't start till I was 27. But if I was doing this at your age, yeah, I probably I would have been in more fights or whatever because I was more hot tempered. You know, like you'll see when you get older right now. But like, yeah, when I was your age, I would have been the same way you are. Probably I'd imagine that's exactly what it would be. But like being older and like looking at you and also seeing your potential at the same time, I feel like as a responsible 
you know, older person in your life, it's good for me to tell you certain things like this. Like you and Bruce one day will have a, a good relationship just like me and Bruce do. I love Bruce and I love you and I know both of you guys will be great. And yeah, I know what you said about like you had to on Facebook and I fully understand that. I'm not even, especially me with Facebook, I understand when you have to say something, but it doesn't mean you can't eventually apologize and you know, especially if they're open to it. Cause I know that if I talk to Bruce, we're good enough friends that like if I talk to him and say like, you know, this misunderstanding whatever just fucking trust me it'll fucking go away i mean like you know i just you know i guess this is the way i'll wrap the podcast up and it has been really good talking to you kenny lyon and we'll hang out for just a little bit afterwards and then i'll drive you home but like the thing is i want people to fully get that like all the way around i want the scene to be better for all of us that really are trying and i think sometimes like to outside people it looks to me it looks to them like I'm the same as when I look at you and I'm like you know he seems kind of mad sometimes <laughs> or like you know about certain things and I think people think the same about me I got a good perspective on this talk <laughs> like you know I, I, I love being friends with you and I, I hope you know and I not just I hope I know that eventually things are going to be good for er all of us out there that are like really trying and putting in the work so it is going well right now you're you, i know that there's gonna be they're gonna this is gonna spread like wildfire i know that there's gonna be people that are gonna listen to it that are important and there and there's gonna be people that are listening to it that are just starting in the scene and there's gonna be lots of lots of you know people talking about it because i for one appreciate you for letting me say whatever I want to say you didn't you didn't tell me not to say anything you didn't censor me whatsoever and I 100% appreciate you and look am grateful to be your friend you know like or your whatever you know you want to call me but I am you're my friend Ken. you know like <laughs> definitely I, my friend I yeah, definitely really friends. appreciate you man because you're funny man and I've and I've watched you since like four years ago, maybe three years ago, you know, and uh, I looked you up on on all your stuff and just seeing, you know, you're a dude that I really want to learn from, and I, because you're, you're a real killer, you know, you kill the stages, and there's no denying that, you know, people in the scene know that. That's why your your people listen because they want to fucking get that other side of you, you know. They're trying to fucking you know, figure it out, and you're giving it to them. Which no, I, I appreciate it, Kenny, and I also appreciate you coming down here tonight, like, because I did hit you up last minute. I was on my way back from the Liquid Zoo, and you said you were going to be at the store, so I was like, are you at the store? And then, like, in my head, like, what I thought was, because uh, I was like, maybe I'm going to ask Kenny to do my podcast tonight, and I was like, maybe Kenny won't want to do my podcast tonight because of whatever, you know, different people have different reasons why they can't do the, do things. And then, like, the thing I thought about you is uh, Kenny Lyon is never not down. <laughs> like, you're always fucking down to do something. If people want to shoot something, if people want to do a sketch, if, if, yeah, you're always fucking down. And that's one thing I do appreciate, and it's going to serve you well, I'm sure of that. And, like, when you're just a ready-to-go kind of guy... That fucking shit works out well. Uh, where, Kenny, where can people find you so they can uh, follow your shit? Or is there any place that you want to be, you want to shout out? 
Um, definitely check me out on on uh, Twitter at Kenneth Lyon, K E N N E T H L I O N, and uh, I got my Instagram and all that stuff linked in there. So uh, check that out. And uh, please subscribe to Unbothered with. <laughs> Ty Rivera, you know? <laughs> Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciated this. Uh, everybody, you can find me at americasfavoritefag.com. That is americasfavoritefag.com. And this has been Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Can I just do, uh, go check out the Ding Dong Show Monday nights at the Comedy Store, 10 p.m., Ding Dong Show. And, uh... Ty Rivera, baby. <laughs> Ding Dong Show. That's Don Barris's show. Uh, that's a great show. I do recommend checking out Don Barris. He's always great to see. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. <laughs>